Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to our Daily Power Prayer Podcast. We hope these few moments of prayer and Bible reading will empower you to have faith in our Creator, live every day in God's Word, and inspire your family, your friends, and community to live for Jesus. Welcome to the Power Prayer Podcast. I am your host, Sherry T, and this is the best day of our life because God is in control. Our affirmation for today is we are excited, we are blessed, we are grateful, and most of all, we are believers for life. We believe in John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Let me say this, to believe in Jesus is to trust in his word and follow his instructions. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of all our sins. Create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. May the meditation of our hearts and the words of our mouth be acceptable in your sight. We declare that you are our Redeemer and our Redeemer lives. May your peace protect us from the fiery darts and satanic attacks, which comes for those who walk in darkness. Father, we forgive those who trespass against us. Therefore, keep us in the shadow of your presence because we trust in the God of our salvation. Be blessing and power to our God, who is king of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments, and you have commanded us to engross ourselves in your word. Father, we call on Jehovah Rapha, our healer, who heals us of all our diseases, satisfies us with good things, teaches us, teach us your ways as we study your word. May the spirit of wisdom, revelation, counsel, power, and might guide us into all truth and show us those things which shall come to pass. Today, we put on the full armor of God in order to stand against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. We speak to the principalities, authorities, powers, and rulers of this dark world, and we command them to take their hands off our family, our friends, our community, and our nation. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over every unclean and perverse thought that comes from the pain of our past, and we declare that all negative words spoken against us have no power or dominion over our lives. In the most precious and the most powerful name by which we are saved, Jesus Christ, amen. Our reading for today is Romans 2, 12 through 16. All who sin apart from the law will also perish from the law. All who sin under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but those who obey the law who will, de- who will be declared righteous. Indeed, when the Gentiles who did not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are the law for themselves. Even though they did not have the law, they showed that the requirements of the law are written in their hearts and their conscience, also bearing witness, their thoughts sometimes accusing them and other times defending them. This will take place on the day when God judges his people's secrets through Jesus Christ, as my gospel declares. Father, blessed be the reading and the hearing of your holy word. Amen. Let me begin with the quote by Daniel D. Palmer. He who obeys God's laws finds him a father. He who disobeys them finds him a judge. I believe this quote is relevant to our text for today and will help us answer the question, how will God judge humanity? How will God judge you and I? 
In order for you and I to really understand what is going on in this text, we must establish a point that the Apostle Paul was making in verse 11 when he says, God does not show favoritism. Or we can put it this way, God is no respecter to person. Whether we are Jew or Gentile, we will all stand before God's throne of judgment and watch a video of how we lived our lives. This leads us to our reading for today. And what I love about this text is that God does not judge us on the color of our skin, the neighborhoods we live in, the cars we drive, or what is in our bank account. The Apostle Paul really pulls the veil from our eyes to make us understand that the playing field is now equal. There are three things that we will take away from this text. The first thing we will discover is that we are judged according to our deeds. Mm -hmm. The second thing this text reveals is that our obedience matters. And the last thing we will discover is that God will judge our thoughts. Put a bookmark right there and I'll get back to that momentarily. I read a story the other day about a judge from Boston. And before he delivered the outcome of the case he was presiding over, he spoke these words to a man who had escaped conviction on a technicality. The judge said, I know that you are guilty and you know it. I want you to remember that because one day you will stand before a better and wiser judge. And there you will be dealt with according to justice and not according to man's law. Man's justice is always subject to error, but God's justice is perfect. No sin will escape his, escape his gaze, and even though God's punishment is sometimes delayed, God still grants room for us to repent. No one escapes God's justice on a technicality. This story reminds us that God is our final judge. And it also leads us into the place where we find Paul speaking in verse 12. And he says, all who sin apart from the law will also perish apart from the law. And all who sin under the law will be judged by the law. The first thing that this text teaches us is that God will judge us according to our deeds with or without the law. In Romans 1 24, Paul gives, Paul says it this way. He says, God will give us over to the deeds of our flesh and we will receive the due penalty of our error. Unlike the Gentiles, the Jews were established in the law and were judged on what they knew. It wasn't enough to hear the loving instructions of our creator, but you also had to be a doer. Jesus taught this in Matthew 11. And I'll sum it up. Publicly, he declared that it was better in Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than it was, than it was in uh, Chorazin and Bethsaida. Why? Because they did not repent. See, when we choose to repent, what, we're, we're, what we are saying is, Father, I have sinned against you. I'm going to turn around and follow your instructions. I'm going to obey your word. This leads us to the second thing that our text reveals, that our obedience matters. Let's read verse 13. For it is not for those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who are declared righteous. 
Now give me a few seconds to bring some clarity to what Paul writes in this verse. Hearing the law does not make you or I righteous, but being obedient to the loving instructions of our Heavenly Father declares our righteousness before Him. I'm a parent, I'm a mother of two adult sons. And as a parent, we require our children to obey us and follow the rules of the land, or at least follow the rules of the land and our household. Let me put it that way. And when they don't comply, then they already know there are, there is consequences for their behavior. If we can understand that from our from raising our own children, then why is it we many of us don't seem to understand understand that when it comes to the word of God? Why is it that many of us will not follow the instructions written in God's word? Jesus gave us two commandments that summed up all the commandments that were ever written. The first one is to love the Lord God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. The second commandment was love your neighbor as yourself. In the day that we're living in, with um, unrest, Black Lives Matter, chaos around every corner, Many of us don't apply this commandment to our lives. Because if we did, there would probably be peace in the land. Jesus also wrote this in Matthew 10 and 41. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. What is Jesus saying here? He is saying, if you and I obey the law, we will be declared righteous. And if you and I receive his words, then we will receive the benefits of being a doer of his word. The last thing we discover is that God will judge us by our thoughts. Listen to the words, the words found in verse 14 through 15. Indeed, the Gentiles who did not have the law do by nature things required by the law. They are the law for themselves, even though they did not have the law. They show that the requirements of the law are written in their hearts. Their conscience will, their conscience will bear witness and their thoughts sometimes accusing them and at other times defending them. When God created man, he gave us an internal antenna known as the conscious mind and his spirit, which will convict us of right and wrong. Therefore, we have no excuse because God's invisible qualities in his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen and understood from what has been made. We have the Bible at our fingertips. So for sure, we are, there are no excuses, for sure. 
All we have to do is download the app, read it, meditate on it, and ask the Spirit of God to give us understanding. Here are my final thoughts. I believe the same promise Jesus made with the people of Israel is also established in all of us who would believe according to Hebrews 8, 10 through 13. Let me read it. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after the time declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know, know the Lord. Because they will know me from the least to the greatest. For I will forgive them of their wickedness and remember their sins no more. By calling this covenant new, Jesus made the first covenant obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. Therefore, do not harden your heart as, as they did years ago in rebellion. Because in that day, God will judge our secrets through his son, Jesus the Christ. Let us pray. Blessed are you, King of the universe, who gave us the word of truth. Jesus, our Messiah, we declare that heaven is your throne and earth is your footstool. Forgive us because we have trespassed against you. Cleanse our hearts from all unrighteousness and deliver us from evil. Continue to draw us to the living water and the bread of life. Do not remember the sins of our youth or our transgressions. May your will be done according to your loving kindness and your tender mercies. Remember that you are the God of our salvation. Therefore, instruct the sinner in the way because you are good and just. Set everlasting life in our midst. Blessed are you, Lord, giver of the word, creator of the universe. In Jesus' name, amen. The blood still works. Our God is faithful. The blood of Jesus is working in our favor. We trust only in our God. If we obey his commandments, then no weapon formed against us shall prosper. The blood still works. If we obey his words, we will eat the good of the land. The blood still works. Jesus bore our infirmities and healed us of all our diseases. The blood still works. Fear must submit to our faith in Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. The blood still works. The kingdom of heaven lives in us because the blood still works. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Power of Prayer Daily Podcast. Remember, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Blessing and peace in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen.